Welcome to The Breadwinners, the podcast about the never-ending hustle and its impact on all aspects of our lives. From our financial life, to our relationships, to our kids, to our health, we're interested in what it takes to keep everything going. This podcast is about women, working, money, and family. And in every episode, we will consider the research and share our takes on what we're learning every day about breadwinning. And we'll ask you to share your breadwinning story. Each week, I'm joined by the amazing Jennifer Owens. She writes about working, wellness, and women, and founded the Working Mother Research Institute. And I'm joined by the equally dazzling Raquel Ellison. <laughs> she is an executive coach and management consultant who works with companies big and small to design workplace policies that work for all employees. To which, this is your sweet spot. So we're all going to lean on you like I always do every week anyways, but... Talking about these workplace policies, because now we're in a situation that we've never been in before, you know, which we don't have to- situation are you referring to? <laughs> I don't know. You know, let's, let's, let's back up, shall we? No, let's just barrel forward. So, so we're starting to see companies, you know, we're, we're weeks into this say, okay, well, here's some weak spots. Let's, let, what can we do to shore this up? And sure. And the story that we got, uh, that got us thinking about this form of the topic is that Microsoft just announced that it's offering 12 weeks of paid leave to employees who are parents as schools remain closed during the crisis. Um, the article that um, that I was looking at from Business Insider was saying that the memo is sparse on details about who is eligible, but says parents can use the benefit on a continuous, reduced, or intermittent basis, which I do love a sidebar, meaning they could take off one or two days a week and work remotely for the rest among other options. A, I'm going to, my hot take, good. I'm glad. I'm glad you put flexibility. That's baked right in. Mm -hmm. B, what do you think? Are are people going to take this? You know, it's, it sounds great on the surface, but it always makes me a little uncomfortable too. We can't have nice things. (laughs) (laughs) So, so, I mean, one of the things that I, that we know about Microsoft is that they have been working on this for a while. So mm-hmm. in 2016 or 17, they not only expanded their parental leave offering, but they, they really did a lot of work to socialize it. Um, and I think some of the challenges they were facing at the time was how, how can they make sure that that there was sort of alignment between HR, leave of absence administrators, benefits coordinators, learning and development folks. How could everybody be on the same page so right. that there was sort of a seamless understanding and, and communication around what people should do during leave? I think the second challenge they had was how was this kind of gender dynamic that we, that we talked about in our, in our first episode on paid leave uh, before the world fell apart. Uh, that men, you know, there, it is very gendered. Yes. Um, parental leave, particularly during the, the transition to parenthood. And so there was a lot of reluctance among, um, men in many cases to feel like this was an appropriate leave for them to take. Um, and so, and that is still a problem with parental leave overall. Um, not right. a problem, Across but the a board. Yeah. Right. right. So Public, we, private, it's, that's a problem. Right. right. How do we get, you know, and, and we can talk, we, I think have talked about the research and how critical it is for men to be involved at those early stages. Um, but uh, this is obviously a very different question. So, so, you know, I think the fact that Microsoft as a culture had been encouraging leave, right. Had created a culture right. around leave. And, and if, you know, 
as I understood, understood it at the time, I think there was some flexibility um, in their leave policy and how people took it and how they came back. Specifically. I believe they were one of the first to talk that way. Because, you know, it, it, yeah. a working mother, my years there, it was, you know, you learn something new because we you 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 make a push forward and you, then you realize, ooh we need to we need to shore up the back and things like, hey, leave, especially for men. Um, if you allow them to take it in chunks, mm-hmm. so much the better, because, you you know, maybe they feel better doing it right at the beginning and then helping women have a soft landing coming back to work. At, at the end of their leave. So, you know, all that. And I think Microsoft, I feel like they were one of the first to talk to me, at least, about baking that into these policies. And that was a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. They've been they've been somewhat ahead of the curve. I mean, there was this time um, back back at the end of the Obama administration with Tom Perez um, as the labor Labory, Labory secretary. <laughs> Labory we just um, make it all one word. Yes, <laughs> but he, the anyway, um, you know, and a lot of companies, particularly in the tech space, Microsoft, Spotify was huge in the paid leave conversation. Um, yeah, there were there were Facebook, um, lots of different companies who were taking it very seriously, and I and I, it's interesting to see how they take the ideas around know, how to integrate work and life or how to, you know, to make considerations Mm -hmm. for an employee's life in the workplace. And I think, you know, this now we come to this moment and they have some foundation to build on. Right. And they've decided to add a new story. You know, that, you know, now we've, we're, you know, the third floor, what to do about parents who are caregiving, breadwinning, homeschooling, cleaning, cooking, dealing with anxiety and depression and all the things that are going on. And so here they come and they say, here, here's a bucket of time. We, we want to support you. Right. Which I think on the face, amazing, yeah. amazing. Yeah. It's that line that the memo is sparse on the details, which that's the one that gives me pause, you know? <laughs> right. Right. Because, so. well, I mean, I think, you know, I'm, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and think that maybe, Maybe that's just something that, like they they had they wanted to make the promise and then figure out the details later. Yes, I can see that sure. happening. Um, yeah, I, I I think. And what like, are the details? Because I I was uh, mentioning that I was talking to my friend uh, and ours friend of the show, Karen Rubin, who uh, specialty is consulting on maternity leave uh, return, uh, getting people back into. Uh, the workforce after their maternity leave. How do you make it work? How do you make it uh, right for them and feel supportive and feel comfortable in taking it? And her first takes to me were, well, I'm let, let's hope there are they backfilling these roles so that the manager is, you know, I'm out, I'm out, I'll see you 12 weeks. Like, at least with pregnancy, it, hopefully you told people beforehand that it was coming. Right. <laughs> I just got call up and I'm, I'm taking 12 weeks, I'm out. So for the managers, let's hope that they have that. What about some communication around it? You know, um, yeah, I mean, the, she's right. And, and yeah, Karen and I have talked about this in the past. The best practice around, around preparing for a specifically a parental leave, but any kind of, of family leave is to 
you know, to create the expectations, very clear expectations around how right. communication around different projects will happen, what projects need, you know, what kinds of attention at, at what time, how to make sure that there's coverage, right? Coverage that is not only, yes. you know, in name, which is often what, what, um, you know, you have like, okay, Jennifer's going to take over my, you know, everything that I'm, that I have to do while I'm on parental leave. That's not an effective way. You have to think about what projects do you have? How can you kind of distribute it more or less evenly among the team? And how can the mm-hmm. team contact you for questions? And what should they expect in terms of your response time? I think all of that is is absolutely necessary and appropriate to plan for. You know, I think in terms of, I, I, I appreciate Karen's point, but in terms of where we are, um, yeah. As a like as a society, I just I wonder, um, I wonder if we can really, you know, if if that's kind of our first question is, are we following the right practices? You know, as we would, <laughs> the same practices that we would follow around pregnancy for pregnancy, right? Like because like we're not that's right interesting, now. right? It's a whole different thing, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think there are definitely companies that that we have to really go by the basics, right? This is, this is revealing this, like something I've always said, and there was a great article um, that I want to talk about that, that really dives into this, but you know, we are really just trying to patchwork. These companies are sort of patchworking like a broken system. Like we are not, the system is not set up the system in our country, our society, the supports that we have is not set up to, to support working parents. Uh, I was going to say, I, like, for this pandemic, and I was going to jump in and say, they wasn't set up, you know, no, no, no. you're totally it, right. It right. has not been set up to support working parents, period. And we've been pretending that it has somehow. We've been responsible, you know, the whole purpose of the whole premise of our podcast, the hustle is because we don't have the supports around school, you know, the school ends early. We don't have... Childcare yep. costs a fortune. All these different pieces. people don't have sick leave, right? It's, you know, and then women are fall out of the the pipeline of advancement because they just can't see how to keep the hustle going all the time. Yeah, the, right. It's the quilt is threadbare. Completely. On these things. And yeah. so, I think for a company, you know, I think we have to kind of pull back a little bit in terms of who's going to take what and say, okay, if you get a company like Microsoft that's offering this and recognizing that there are you know, that there are needs that parents are going to have to tend to at this point. That's a great contrast to Amazon, which we know is delivering, you know, I've gotten a bunch of Amazon packages. I'd love to not order from them, (laughs) but sorry, but I am. And, and what we've heard is that they are not treating their workers well at all. Right. Um, They, they don't, you know, they're, it's kind of the inverse of, of what Microsoft is doing. So I, you know, Carol Evans, my, my boss and mentor of working mother, uh, you know, let's make it a pissing contest over family uh, leave yeah. and, and family friendly benefits. Let's do it. Let's make yep. them compete to help us. Love yeah. it. No, I think that, that so that are was- they though, you know, are, you know, so Microsoft has, has put up this first, you know, line in the sand, 
Um, we've seen some other stories that Facebook announced last month that we give a thousand dollars to each of its 45,000 employees and will continue to pay its hourly and contract workers in full despite reduced payloads. And Google and Twitter have also said they will continue to pay contractors because, you know, it is, it's also not just benefits. It's, it's straight up pay. Right. So do you, I, I haven't sensed though that there's been a, um, the pissing contest quite yet. Oh no, I don't think we're at a pissing contest. I, I I honestly don't think, I don't think companies, you know, I, I would guess, you know, we're, and obviously when we think about Titans like Microsoft and Amazon and different companies, like, you know, I don't think they're worried that their company is going to go under, but like, you know, I think that the companies can offer what they can offer right now. And people are sort of cautiously moving through this period of time by offering right. the kind of support that they that they can and that they can, you know, that they're, that they're absolutely able to, and that they recognize as needed at this point. Um, yeah. I think one of the things that, that is, that could shift, um, that could shift in these companies. And I'm, I've been talking about this a lot and I'm sort of eager to see um, how this takes shape is, you know, how, Around parental leave, there was a lot of like the socialization of, of the program is really that kind of help folks understand how to how managers should help employees going out on leave, how to mm-hmm. help them plan um, again around the work, how to help them refrain from saying something really stupid about someone's pregnancy. Like, <laughs> right. Like, like yes. that, you know, why, why did you do that now? I'm too busy, you know, stuff like that that people say, and that has a really bad effect. Right. Um, yes. but what, what we, what we are accustomed to as, as a culture, as a work culture, and we've talked about this too, is, you know, get your work done. So when you're home, you do your work and right. that is all I'm asking you about. If your dog or your cat or your baby or your whatever comes through the screen, that's nice. But we're focused on on just the right. work components of what you do. And what I think is going to need to shift a little bit right now, um, and I've been kind of banging this drum a lot, is that we're going to have to recognize as professionals within our organizations, as managers, as leaders, that helping employees manage their own work life and creative problem solving around work life and role modeling work life behaviors is going to be critical at this time because what we're looking at the risk in addition to the grave health risk the absolutely overwhelming yes. um reality of this is is that we have you know we have people who are going to be trying desperately trying to hold on to their jobs while grieving, while, you know, feeling mm-hmm. isolated, while feeling this tremendous stress. And that leads to burnout. And we as an organization need, you know, we in in our organizations need to help people figure out how to balance some of this. And it sounds like a tall order, but, you know, as researchers um, named uh, Ellen Kosick and Leslie Hammer, um, who I initially learned about through Amy Beacom, um, of the Center for Parental Leave Leadership. And they talk about what's called family supportive supervisory behaviors. And there's a, there's like eight different competencies that these leaders need um, to be able, or the managers need to be able to lead their 
their folks through this period of time. And the research shows that, you know, it's been validated. Their model's been validated to say, you know, you're really, it, it really matters that managers take this kind of approach um, always, but definitely at this yeah. time, I would assume. Yeah, well, you know, we were talking about the um, the article you were referencing before about um, the parents are not all right. Of a Chloe Cooney, mm-hmm. I her her um, her thought that even in the most privileged households, the pandemic is exposing the farce of how society treats families. It it makes me think of a a lot, you know, especially in talking to the best companies, they were talking about burnout and the like but way before the pandemic and now it you can't just talk about it it's you you're living it right it's it's right in front of you a and b all these policies that these families uh that you know especially privileged families that were able to throw money at the problem that's not you got the burnout happening there's no money that you can throw at this problem because we're all in together in our own homes um it just seems like the equation is, um, ooh, I don't know how we solve for X. It's, it's a lot. Right? And I, I worry about, and then, and well, and, and then uh, what's that? You put the parens around and go to the nth power of job loss equals yeah. Yeah. a big capital X. We're not going to do the little, uh, you know, ital X. We're going to do a big capital X. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're, you know, I think it's really really tricky. I mean, one of the things that, I mean, it's, we, right. We don't know what we're up against. We don't know how to tackle all of this. And I think, you know, it does expose the cracks of the foundation, which are many. Um, yeah. You know, I think though that I've also been debating with folks about kind of seeing like as some, as somebody who focuses on, you know, leadership development and organizational effectiveness, um, seeing, you know, seeing flex and remote work as kind of an out of context, um, you know, uh, I'm not outcome, like an, like, like a, a, like a side effect of what's happening right now, right? Like just something mm-hmm. we need to work around. It's a workaround right. for flex work. Um, as opposed to seeing like, how can this new dynamic actually you know, in all the ways in which it's, it's, it's draining myself and my staff and my team of energy and focus, how can we try to see a yes and here, right? How can we try to see how this might be working? And I was thinking about, there was one team that I worked with. um, And funnily enough, one of the things that we had to do, uh, I I was leading a, a leadership team meeting um, and one of the things we had to do in that meeting, one of the, one of the folks on the leadership team was in a different country. And so we were, you know, trying to figure out, um, well, I knew how to patch them in remotely, but it was about the, af- the office's capacity and what they were comfortable with patching him in remotely. But it was funny, like in retrospect, um, <laughs> how much trouble we had. And now like everybody on that team is remote. This is every day, right? But every day, every hour. Yes. There was a lot of confusion. Fusion, you know, the team was really struggling to kind of align on communication strategies around a variety of different things. Just really everybody was kind of doing their own thing. And and part of my consulting in that process after kind of gathering data from all of them was saying, 
it's time, like no one else is going to do this, but you, like, it's time to really, you all figure out how to work together here. Right. Um, <laughs> and now that this, that they've kind of moved from this, this time when everyone was kind of in their own office and this big organization and, and sort of leading in their own way now in this new reality, that's all zoom and all slack and all like, they are actually working so much better. They're, they're way like they, nobody's kind of like the, the, the drama is gone. Cause who cares? Cause we're in the midst right, of this right. crisis. There's they're, no perfect person. We're all the same. We're, yeah. we're all the same. We all see each other's, you know, houses or we see each other's lives yep. through zoom through, you know, we hear about what, what we're all coping with on a personal level and it does humanize and it does kind of remove these things that can become really pervasive in the workplace, which, you know, like different dissatisfaction with different people's styles or different people's approaches to a certain work right. project. There are no outliers. We're all in it. You right. know, they, and right. So there is this, this sort of, this opportunity in this crisis to see how can, what can it afford us? It is going to take, it is going to take a lot away from us, but what, you know, and, and it is, and it's horrifying, but what can we get from it um, at work and in our, in our work lives that can, that can help us all do and work better together. And I think, you know, if Microsoft is like on the plus side of that equation, yeah. if Amazon's on the negative side, I'll take Microsoft, whether or not people are going to be able to cover. Like, I think that's something we're all trying to figure the out. The execution of it. I'm in not the, in so, you know, yeah. I'm not as worried about that. Um, mm -hmm. I would be around parental leave, but, or around a different kind of leave, but you know, I, uh, I'm not, I, I think let's, let's just see how much organizations can really recognize what that fast. article said, right? Which is right. Like, this is completely broken. We need you, you do governments, obviously not stepping in in the way that we needed to, um, I mean, yeah, I've been holding it together, you know, like, I'm just yeah. going to let you see now, you know, that this is what this is. These are the various moving parts of my life as an employee. And, you know, kudos also, you know, that's a massive global company, Microsoft. We, we're loving on Microsoft. This, I hope their Microsoft <laughs> Teams is working for everybody this week. So, you know, like I'm, people like throwing things at the computer when they're listening to this podcast. But um, how when you think about how fast they moved for a massive company yeah. to change employee policy too. That's, that's pretty impressive that they, yeah. they came through it, you know, and that you're right. They, they've done lots of work in this area before. So this wasn't new to them, this world. So, you know, they were, they had some, they had some homework to work from before they, they announced this. And then, yeah, maybe you jump in with two feet, figure out how to do it and kudos to their HR benefits teams to, um, execute on it mm -hmm. and 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 make it so so and then um their uh, pr teams for getting it out there because i i believe that kind of stuff holds them accountable because they sure. basically just communicated it to the world that we believe in this and we think this is yeah. a, this is a tough time and we are going to support these working parents so i like it i like yeah. it all yeah i think i think you know yeah it's true i mean i think that was an interesting piece of 2016 and that that wave was this was a very popular or, you know, increasingly yep. popular. It was all the rage. All the kids were doing it. And yeah, that's <laughs> like, very true. All the yep, kids it was, were doing it. And, 
So yeah. everybody was going up to 15 weeks and yeah. then it was 15 weeks for both parents and making a parental leave. And yeah, no, that was a fun time of everybody, <laughs> you know, like, uh, I'm going to make it 12. Name. I'm going to make it 15. I'm going to make it 18. And I just sat at my desk. 26. Saying, Fine. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, it, it was, it was a crazy time. And I think, I think that's the kind of exciting part about Microsoft doing it now too, is like, nobody's Let's trying show you how to get done. Yeah. yeah. Let's just step up now and, you know, we can, we can, maybe we're going to be trendy. Maybe we're not, but it kind of doesn't matter right now. We're going to give it a try. Right. So, I I mean, I think I, I give companies credit for doing that. And I think that if we could, you know, as a, as a workforce, if we could really understand that, um, that thinking about how people are going to get through this is still our job. Because they're not, because you just can't strong arm your way through what we're going through right now. You <laughs> right. just, you have to learn how to, how to, you know, how to manage work and life so you're not completely burnt out. And so I think that's, you know, that's something we, I'm hoping is a skill that we learn, which, which may, you know, somehow indirectly help us solve some of these challenges we're having around, around being a society that absolutely does not support working parents. Um, Well, you've done it. You've taken a pandemic and uh, the stresses of being a working family and found a way to end on an up note. Good for you, man. (laughs) I tried. So... Thank you for joining us today on The Breadwinners. Whether you're a chance or choice breadwinner, we hope you enjoyed the time you spent with us and that you'll share your own story at thebreadwinnerspodcast.com. How are you making it work? We'd love to know. Please remember to subscribe to our podcast and to rate and review it. Let us know what you think about The Breadwinners. Help us tell the stories that mean the most to you. And until next week, keep hustling. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.